welcome to Not Another Poem. My name is Olivia Mulligan and I'm a poet here to be sharing some poetry with you. So I have had a very busy few weeks. I've not written a single poem. Actually, no, that's a lie. I've written one. I've written one poem and that is because I've been in a play and the only poem I've written lately was actually... Uh, on the dress rehearsal, I only had a small part, so the majority of it, I'm backstage in the wings. Um, and during that time, I wrote a poem for the cast to share with them on the night of the dress rehearsal, which is the night before opening night, just to kind of, you know, lift everyone's spirits and, you know, get everyone excited and also hopefully make people feel at peace that we had done enough <laughs> and that we were going to be okay because I mean we had been rehearsing actually since July it's now coming to the end of November so that yeah it was a long long time and people put so much effort in you know people have we're not professional actors people have their full-time jobs and to kind of take on and it was a long play long oh I should tell you what it was it was Nell Gwynn um, I had never heard anything about this play before I was in it and it really is it's such such a good play I highly recommend you checking it out or if you can ever go see it um, it's a lot of fun it is you probably guessed it about Nell Gwynn who was one of King Charles II's mistresses and she was known for being one of the first women ever on the stage and so she's got this incredible story and that's what's shared in the play it's her story um the play is a bit of a comedy some moments in it are hilarious it's it's quite naughty at times and yeah it was just so much fun you can imagine the costumes were epic so colorful so rich and yeah it's maybe one of my favorite plays I've ever been in even though I had like I said quite a small part I was the part of Queen Catherine who is King Charles's wife and my scene basically I'm just absolutely furious when I find out about um, his mistresses and <laughs> the main catch is that I'm Portuguese so all my lines but one were in Portuguese um I probably won't give you... Ah, yeah. Vosses são todos bastardos. Um, you're all bastards. <laughs> you're not. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. Yes, seeing as you have so kindly tuned in to the podcast, um, we better get down to some poems. And you may have noticed the rather vague title of the podcast... That is because I didn't want to scare anyone off that I'm going to be sharing some sonnets with you today. Please don't leave, you've come this far. So my very first memory of a sonnet wasn't really a memory at all because I don't really have a memory. Um, that's really because I remember them going in one ear and out the other and that was that. I remember just not connecting to them. They were always about very big topics, you know, love, war, death. And as a 12, 13 year old, 
I think that was just it's just too much to handle. I needed something relatable. I needed something that I, as a youngster, could understand, and I just didn't. I didn't understand it. So, yeah, that was that. <laughs> now, two years ago, when I was writing my first book, Poems on the Gatepost, I remember Ian McMillan, he put out on his social media, encouraging anyone and everyone to give sonnet writing a go. And I thought, well, I might as well, because I'm already doing this daily poetry challenge. I'll I'll give it a go. I'll try and write a sonnet. And this is just such a good a good example of coming back to something at a later date or, you know, giving something a second chance and feeling totally different about it. Because this time around, I absolutely loved, like, loved it. And I still do. I found the act of sonnet writing just totally therapeutic and also really exciting. I know that sounds really nerdy, but it was like trying to crack a code. Like you're, yeah, you're just desperate to find that exact right syllable and the pluck the right word from your imagination to fit. And yeah, it's one of those activities where you are just totally, totally in the moment because you're having to concentrate so hard and and just nothing else matters. You are just in that moment and yeah, it's amazing. So the poem I'm going to share with you now um, is that poem inspired by Ian Macmillan's suggestion to write a sonnet and it was during lockdown and it's called I Wonder. I wonder if I wander there alone. Unknown eyes will stare, watch to harshly judge. Judge my feet on public paths of stone. Sharp eyes reflect my purpose as I trudge. Heaving my lockdown legs up hills, I'm free. Blood moves to circulate and rinse the doubt. But car park eyes, they'll soon latch on to me cold critique of my covid whereabouts i too critique the man with watching eyes my rambling thoughts will question his desire our woodland wishes watered down with wise and with bitter thoughts of others we conspire i long for pine tree shadows without shame perhaps my unknown stranger feels the same so if you listen to the last episode um, about my dad, you'll know that he is a harsh critic. <laughs> and I think that one was his favourite. Um, he often asks me to read it. This next one here is inspired by listening to the radio. I listen to it quite a lot because I find it really comforting. And yeah, again, written in lockdown. This one is called Like Listening to a Friend. The company of waves from audio. Music and speech dissolve our silent gloom. A stranger's voice that we now seem to know. Perhaps recorded from their living room. The song that takes us back to 93. In California on Route 66. Driving to drive, top down and feeling free. Forgetting that our lockdown life exists. When music ends, the speech must start once more. 
expect repeating news like garden weeds. Instead, eardrums hear light of lockdown war, the unknown caller calling of good deeds. Music, weather and chit-chat from the phone. With radio, I know I'm not alone. Now, these sonnets that I now very much enjoy writing are in the traditional sonnet form. And that is when they are 14 lines with 10 syllables on each line. And they have a rhyme scheme where they rhyme every other line. So they rhyme A, B, A, B, A, B, etc. Apart from the last two lines where they both rhyme. And if we're getting into a bit more detail, they have um, an iambic pentameter. That's what the the rhythm is called. And that's where it sounds like this. Da-dun, 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 da-dun. That kind of rhythm. (laughs) So as you'll have heard me mention before, in my book, Poems on the Gatepost, I left out um, my phone number on the gatepost for people to text in suggestions for the next day's poem. And a lady called Connie um, asked me to write a poem about the racing industry. She works with racehorses and she was telling me that it's almost like lockdown isn't a thing and they're very much business as usual. Um, Apart from obviously the races aren't happening but with animals, you know, you've still got to, to look after them. You've still got to to keep them in their routine. So even though the races aren't happening, the work is still happening. And it's called The Winner's Waiting Room. Behind closed doors, stable doors are open. Yards to be swept and mains won't comb themselves. Lungs fire up each day to keep the hope in. Wild hearts will race for trophies on a shelf. Ears prick to when the bets are placed again. The grind of lockdown hours will soon be shown. Silks are worn to sweat with the fine champagne. Awake at dawn to peak and then postpone. The sunrise grooms, they cannot work from home. Four-legged colleagues cannot mix their feed. A prized possession cannot freely roam. Born to race, the race is their only need. Their chocolate eyes will watch the pearly moon. Dreaming of gold, post-lockdown, racing soon. This next one here is from my book, Advice from a Stranger. And the advice from a stranger called Ben, he told me to always take a different path. And that then inspired this poem called Intentionally Lost. Winding pavements wiggled along a route. Life was waiting, expecting my return. As I crunched through the autumn fallen fruits, feeding my steps with frost and orange burn. Turning, touching moss on an untouched gate, opening a stillness for busy eyes. I'm wisely lost with slow steps to be late, later feasting on sweet October skies. The mainstream clouds are somewhere else today. They're following a trendy southern breeze. But here, for now, with this sky, I will stay. I stare, I listen, alone, 
I'm at ease. Now, in June, I'm on a different trail, intentionally lost to write my tale. So I've got one final sonnet to share with you today. And this one was commissioned two years ago. It's a Christmas poem. I don't know how else to tell you that. Um, Sorry to all the Scrooges out there. But it is now late November, so I feel it's time. And this was commissioned by Rural Arts, who asked me to write a poem to go in their Christmas care packages. And this was such a lovely project. Basically, they delivered these care packages to elderly people and people that were lonely over Christmas which was actually a lot of people. It was in 2020 and there were still a lot of restrictions in place because of COVID. And yeah, I think it must have been a really lonely time for a lot of people. And anyway, the poem that went in this care package uh, is a sonnet and it's called Wondering in a Winter Wonderland. I wonder if we hear a Christmas verse. We'll smile a moonlit smile of festive cheer, steering to meet us just as we rehearsed, distantly loving loved ones far and near. We wonder if snow is ready to fall, waiting in the wings of a clouded sky. Keep waiting, in the meantime I will call, we'll talk, we'll laugh and then we'll wonder, why? Apart from being apart, I now know. We're somehow still together, don't you see? See that Christmas candle, see how it glows. I too have a Christmas candle with me. T'was the night of the shining Christmas star. Distantly loving loved ones, near and far. So I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. It's definitely been a a different kind of feel, very chilled, Um, probably due to the fact I was only reading sonnets, which can have that nature about them. And they're almost hypnotic. So maybe I should have titled this episode what to listen to to go to sleep or something um but yeah i hope you've enjoyed it maybe it's inspired you to have a go at writing a sonnet yourself um please do keep in touch you can follow me on instagram live mulligan poet or on facebook olivia mulligan poetry if you could rate or review this podcast that would be so appreciated um hope everyone has a lovely week bye